Hello, everyone, and welcome to Edge Talk Radio. I am Angela Zabel. That's me. I am your host. And today I'm going to be talking with Eric Christopher. He is a certified hypnotherapist, family and marriage therapist. He is coming from Mendota Heights, Minnesota, and we're going to be talking about past life regression. So you, I am Angela Zabel, and who am I? I have connected with spirit my entire life, working with the team in the, in the non-physical sharing messages from a multitude of realms with people. I am a teacher, coach, medium, radio show host, writer, retreat host, gallery reader, and I do speaking engagements, offering guidance, mediumship, intuition, and with online and private group sessions, sharing knowledge with others, working with people throughout the world. And I just started the Amplified Universe membership. If you want to join a group of like-minded people, check that out on my website. You can find me on all the social media. And my website is angelazabel.com. And today we are here with Edge Magazine. It is the leading events and media resource dedicated to all aspects of holistic living, health and wellness, and the mysteries beyond sharing information, wisdom, resources, committed to promoting businesses, organizations, and individuals who support our collective journey to wholeness and balance. You can check out more on Edge Magazine at edgemagazine.net. And today we are here with Eric Christopher. He has a master's degree in family and, and marriage therapy, and he is a certified hypnotherapist. His life passion has been to use hypnotherapy to help clients awaken by guiding them to connect with their inner wisdom and higher self, which can uncover and heal the roots of limiting fears and, be and beliefs. He specializes in past life regression therapy, life between lives therapy, and also present life deep emotional healing of the body and the subconscious and the mind. He has a private practice in Mendota Heights, Minnesota, and you can check out more information on Eric Christopher at ericjchristopher.com. And I am so excited to have Eric on here today. And I am going to do a little segue and say I have worked with Eric in the past, and he is absolutely amazing. You definitely want to check him out. Check out his website. And today we're going to be talking with Eric going very deep into past life regressions. And now, Eric, I've got to ask. First, I want to say thank you for taking your time and being on here with me today. I am so looking forward to it. And then how in the world did you get started in this? <laughs> Great question, Angela. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. And I, I'm uh, delighted to, to talk with you and your listeners. It's an honor. Thank you. Uh, Great question, because I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin, uh, and my father was a minister. And so you can be pretty assured that uh, past life regression and reincarnation was nowhere on the radar at all in our home. Uh, not. <laughs> yeah, I do remember. I remember. Interesting enough, it was a small town, but our neighbors were Hindu. They were from India. And I remember our neighbor, Mr. Bardwaj, and my dad having a discussion, Mr. Bardwaj insisting that there was reincarnation. And my dad he was kind of saying, well, I guess I guess we'll find out. <laughs> he wasn't necessarily on the idea. But so growing up, you know, I, you know, that I never thought about past lives or reincarnation. And I think how I first got started 
in this. And I, and I try to trace the seeds back to where did this, where did this interest start? And I can tell you after college, I couldn't find a teaching job. And so I ended up around here. I was, I, you know, I got a degree in social studies education, couldn't find a teaching job, but I was okay with that because I had a few acquaintances that went over to, to Taiwan and taught English. And I thought, hey, that's what I'd like to do for an adventure. And there's plenty of teaching jobs of English over there. And so I worked there for a while uh, and saved up some money to pay back some student loans and do some traveling. And then I went, I traveled to India and Nepal. And when I was traveling to India, uh, I decided, well, at the time, I was 24 years old, rather impressionable, young 24-year-old traveler, and I was in Calcutta at the time. Now it's called Kolkata, but I, it, at the time it was Calcutta. Um, and I decided to work for the Mother Teresa home for the destitute and dying. And and yes. I go there not knowing what to do. I said, what should I do? And the guy in charge says, well, why don't you go and sit with that man over there because he's dying. So I sat next to him and and uh, and he started talking to me and I started talking to him. Basically, I was trying to tell him, I don't understand anything you're telling me because he was talking in the local dialect, Bengali. And but it didn't seem to matter. He kept looking in my eyes and talking to me and he reached out his arms and I grabbed his arms and, and he just died right in my arms. Wow. And, when That's that, pretty profound, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To see yeah. someone alive talking to you, looking in your eyes, and all of a sudden, the next moment, he's gone. And then it's like his body became this cold, hard, stiff shell, you know? And it's his heat, his the light, the electricity, the consciousness just whoosh, it went somewhere. And, and, and then we later took his body and threw it on a burning pyre. And the thought kept dropping in. What I was talking to was not that was not that uh, that not that shell, the body that we just burned. That's not who I was talking to. And and it kept driving in. No, that light and energy and consciousness, that's who and what we truly are. And and so that was always spinning in my mind. But then I read about five years later. <laughs> I I read, I stumbled across this book. Well, I didn't stumble across it. It was interesting. I was working on a psychiatric unit at the time. And one of the male nurses who worked in the in the uh, office and in, in the in the uh, unit next door was walking by. And I knew that he was interest, he was into spirituality and kind of the new age stuff. And I was just opening up to that. And I remember, I wasn't even planning this at all. I said, he was walking by and I found myself blurting out. I said, Dale, what book should I read? And without, he, I don't think he even looked at me. He just he just said, Journey of Souls by Michael Newton. Wow. And, 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 I, and I just wrote it down. I got the book and that book changed my life because what that book was about was a psychologist who used hypnotherapy and he was a skeptic himself. He didn't believe in reincarnation, but while he was getting his clients in a deep state of hypnosis, 
he would tell them to go to the source of their issue. And once in a while, they're, they're in other lives. And, uh, and he didn't know what to make of that. Like one guy went to the source of his back pain in World War I. So he, Michael Newton, kept kind of drilling this guy with questions like, what's your name? Who's, what's your hometown? Who's your commanding officer? What's your rank? All this stuff. And, and the guy was blurting out information and Michael Newton wrote it down and then he was able to go to some military records and verify it. Nice. And he thought, oh my gosh, there's, wow, this is an actual past life and this is real. And this happened a few times. And then he thought, well, what happens if I take a person to a past life and then that life is over and then I regress them a little bit deeper where does their soul go in between these lives? And so he ends up doing that for like 3,600 people. And there wow. are such amazing consistencies with, with what people were saying about where their soul went in between these lives. And he said, this is way too many consistencies to be just pure coincidence because it didn't matter what their religious beliefs were or even if they had any, uh, they were all kind of sharing very similar and is not uncom not too different different than many of the near-death experiences that we've heard um so anyway when i read that book and, and it was almost as though all the people it was a very profound and healing session for them uh by connecting to that higher part of themselves and connecting to what felt like home. Because when the past life was over, everyone would feel like their consciousness was moving up higher. And, and so I, I thought, my goodness, that's the type of work I want to do. I've got to get training with this guy before he retires. And fortunately, I was able to do that. And um, <laughs> it's funny how the pieces of the puzzle fall. All the pieces <laughs> come together. But, uh, but I was going to say, I... I finished reading that book, but that was just when I was starting this marriage and family therapy program. And, and that was a lot of work. And there was such a lot of work for two years that I, I didn't have any time to pleasure read. But it just so happened that one of the, my supervisors there, one of my professors, he did past life regression himself, which is kind of unusual because we were in this, it was in a little town in Menominee, Wisconsin, where, um, at UW-Stout. And um, what he, he and I, I ended up writing my master's thesis called Exploring the Effectiveness of Past Life Regression. And mm -hmm. he was excited about it as I was. So I did a lot of research and he pointed me in the direction of where to get some really good training. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's how I ended up getting into uh, doing this type of work. And while I was at Stout, we had this um, at the, at the uh, master's program they had a body mind spirit conference and there was one guy that did hypnotherapy. He was like a guest. And in one session, he changed a lifelong issue around for a person and healed it. And in my mind, I thought that's the work I really want to do. Help a person connect to not only a source of an issue, but there's a higher level of seeing things. And then, so I just became obsessed with getting and finding training in hypnotherapy, past life regression, and ultimately the life between lives work with Michael Newton. So it's kind of I a long-winded 
a long-winded story about how I got into it, but boy, I've uh, I've never looked back. You know, and that's the thing. It's it's all of those synchronicities. I always hear people are like, oh, this this lined up and that lined up, all the synchronicities. And it's yeah. Doing, for me, I just feel there's so much we're moving ourselves, but so much when we're ready, when we're ready and willing to move so much from the other side that is putting things in place, just ready for you to jump into, ready mm-hmm. for you to have the next step with. I think that's yeah. so much. It's so fun to to hear people and hear how they started their journey. And I think yeah. that's something so important for people to realize and to know everybody's journey is going to be different. Yeah. To trust the process trust the process um that reminds me too talking about getting guidance from the other side i right after i had gotten my marriage and family therapy degree i was at a crossroads and part of my left brain was thinking well you got this degree in marriage and family therapy you really ought to be doing that but part of me really wanted to study the training in hypnotherapy so there's a point where i was at a crossroads and i wasn't sure what to do but I somehow find, found myself invited to a, this home. There's a group of women, maybe about eight to 10 women. And one of the women was doing a channeling, connecting with some angel or higher guidance. And we could ask questions. And I asked the question, well, should I do marriage and family therapy or past life progression? And I was kind of thinking I'd probably receive a generic answer like, well, just follow your heart. But it was very clear. No, you do past life regression therapy. That's what you need to (laughs) try. You you need to follow that. Do that. And you're going to have a teacher with a white beard. who's going to be one of your teachers. And sure enough, like the level four trainer of past life regression, he was a mystic guy and and he had a big white beard. And he he was my, uh, yeah, he uh, was a mentor one of my mentors so absolutely so spirit does help us (laughs) sometimes sometimes behind the scenes and sometimes directly and that's you know that's something so cool for people to understand is sometimes it's going to be kind of in your face you can't ignore it sometimes along the way to get you to finally see it sometimes (laughs) right 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 yeah (laughs) i love that part of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) love the stories and love everything behind the people and so i have worked with you in the past but for those of you who don't know can you explain like what is the past life and how the more like understanding the past life and you kind of went into the past life there with things that happened to you before how can those past lives affect you in the current life Perfect. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, earlier this summer, um, I had a client come in. In fact, he was even drove over from the Green Bay, Wisconsin area. So he drove like five hours <laughs> to come and see me. And he was doing a past life regression first, and then he was and he was going to do a life between lives session a month later. But during that past life regression, he saw two lives. But one of them, the second life was, he said, this was an idyllic life. He was living in a clan. It was many hundreds of, many hundreds of years ago, somewhere, maybe in Ireland. I wasn't quite sure where, but somewhere around there. But it was, the, the whole clan felt like a family. There was enough food, there was shelter. He said, this was an idyllic life. 
all except for the last minute with sheer terror because early in the morning uh some raiders came they may have been vikings they may have came and they just uh demolished they burned down the village he wakes up he's confused full of fear gets a knife right in the heart and that's how he dies when the soul moves moved up higher to the higher realm after that life is over the soul moved up higher and he could look over that life and then he says you know i how i died that sheer terror in this life i've had a pain right in my chest almost my whole life and it was unexplained and that was not only a physical pain but it's also an emotional like a mental and emotional pain feeling like impending doom and it would create an anxiety and i've been on this anxiety medic anti-anxiety medications for 30 years because of this wow but um when we are in the soul realm though we just you know he basically told me that information afterwards because when we were in the soul realm then we took he could see that there was a carryover mm. and we energetically released that I had him imagine pulling out that sword and moving that energy out, that trauma energy, the fear energy, you release it from the body, get back your own light that was lost when you took it on. And then he just felt, gosh, I can really breathe a lot easier now. And uh, and when that when that uh, when the session was over, he said, I feel lighter that that pain is gone. Yeah. And that feeling of doom is gone. Uh, and uh, and I told him, I said, when you come back next month, I'll bet that'll still be gone and you won't have that anymore. Sure enough, he came back a month later. It was totally gone. A month after the second session, he emailed me and he said, I, I weaned off all of my medications yeah. that I've had on that. And, uh, and, it, and I'm fine. It's gone the source of that was in that past life and we we let that go and so um and how that works is well it's uh now the the tibetans are a very spiritual group and they'll say that we have a physical energy body a mental energy body an emotional energy body spiritual energy body but if we die in a really traumatic way um First of all, they'll say, try, if, try to, if, if when you die, try to die as peacefully as you can, if possible, and, and try to not have any unresolved issues. Because they say we have a physical, mental, and emotional energy body, and energy can get carried over and impact a different incarnation, physically, mentally, emotionally. Now, with him, it was all three. Physically, uh, it was, physically it was that feeling like uh, his chest hurt. Uh, emotionally, it's just a, a feeling of gripping fear. And uh, mentally, it's a belief of uh, feeling like I'm not safe, you know. And so, but energy got carried over and it impacted a future incarnation. And so, but once you're in that higher vantage point of the soul, the part of you that transcends all of these lives, uh, then you can be aware of that energy and enter and, and really with your will and intent, release it let it go replace it with light and uh and 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 yeah it, it, it'll it can absolutely heal these cases and i've had 
hundreds upon hundreds of cases just about every time I do a past life regression or every other time it seems it is you know we see a carryover from uh, the previous life that's somehow impacting this life so and that's something and I've got to say when I did my session with you that was also something I discovered was the past life was impacting and it was more of the emotions and and what I had gone through had been impacting me here and being able to recognize it and then finally release it was a big help. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that greatly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that, when, when you're actually doing these past life regressions, what do you do? How do you, I mean, how do you make someone comfortable? How do you start out with it? Because a lot of people are like, well, you know, if they take me into a past life, or am I going to be stuck there forever? Or, or the oh. other question is, if I get in there, how do I know I'm going to be safe? And how do I know it's going to be okay? Wonderful question. Great question. And that's when, when so many people come to me, they've never been hypnotized before. And I have to give them the whole hypnosis spiel. Um, it, it, and I, I know when some people think of hypnosis, they think of the, you know, Las Vegas comedy shows where people are doing funny things. And of course that always gives the appearance that those people are either asleep or not in control, but But I always tell people, look, no matter how deep you go, you're still going to be awake and aware and in control. And 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 uh, if um, even but even at the deepest part of the session, when which is in between the lives, some people are are so deep that they're communicating with loved ones who have passed on the other side or spirit guides. But I, I say, look, at any point in time, if you needed to or wanted to, you could open your eyes and say, Eric, I got to use the bathroom. Get up, use the bathroom, come back within 30 seconds, pick up right where we left off. Nice. So it's important to know that you're always awake and aware throughout the process. And and I always say and, and how to do it. It's really very simple. I always tell people all hypnosis is really self-hypnosis. So what that means is I don't really hypnotize you so much as what's actually happening is you hypnotize yourself, but you're using my suggestions combined with your own imagination. So very quickly, you can let that body get super relaxed, super fast, but it's not about being sleepy. You, you want to be as wide awake as you are now, I always tell people. It's more like your mind is like a blank canvas. So just think of this as like a shortcut to get into a super deep state of meditation. And then getting back to the question that, so then basically how I do it is I have people get into a deep state of meditation, kind of what it feels like mind is blank and quiet. We always make a statement of intent for the inner journey. So that statement of intent could be something like, you know, show me a life or lives I've lived before that's most affecting this life and is most helpful and beneficial for me to see. Or it can be something really specific. Show me a life or lives that can most help me heal my anxiety and depression that I feel like I've had my whole life, you know, however, however you want to say it. Um, but I, I always have people imagine going down some stairs and in a garden for a few moments, you're imagining smelling flowers in the garden that just helps deepen you. And then I have a person imagine that they float up above themselves, looking down at themselves in the garden. And, uh, and, and then and you just have to get a snapshot image of it. You don't have to see it super clearly. But then as you float up, imagine floating up higher and higher, 
that's where you imagine that you leave behind your present body and mind identity. You more begin to tune into and identify with the, the light and energy and consciousness that animates the body, the soul aspect of self. And then you float up higher and higher. And then you picture a tunnel, you go through that tunnel, and then your mind is like a blank canvas. We've made the statement of intent. And always remember, you already are this soul being using this body. So that higher soul part of you is always interested in the body and mind part of you to somehow grow and evolve. And so that's why uh, one of my clients was speaking to their spirit guides and their guide said something real profound in one sentence. And I was thinking, gosh, I've been trying to find a way to say this for 15 years. And you said it in one sentence. They said, just as the body's instinct is to breathe, the soul's instinct is to grow and evolve. That's so profound. Yes. <laughs> that is very profound. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I couldn't figure out why is it every time someone does a past life progression, they seem to get exactly what they need to help them move forward. And then it all made sense because you're tuning into that higher soul self and your own higher mind or your higher guidance system or call it your unconscious mind, whatever you want to call it, that part of you is really interested in the body and mind part of you to somehow grow, evolve, heal, move forward. So when you go through that tunnel, you start to let the images start to drop in. Um, and, uh, and many times it's slow at first. For some people, it's real vague at first, but we just tune into details. Like, what are you wearing? What does the ground look like? Or what is the floor made of, you know, beneath your feet? What does home look like? And we're just tuning in the details for the first few minutes. But then what tends to happen is after about 10 minutes or so, five or 10 minutes, it kind of clicks into this higher gear because you start tuning into this intuitive flow of information. And then the information more begins to drop in in what feels like these downloads of inner knowing. And you start to see scenes of, of, diff of, of, of the life that you're being shown. Now, people that are highly intuitive, they'll get those downloads right away. But people that are not, there's it's a systematic step-by-step -step process that we can kind of baby step our way into this intuitive flow of information. And, but and getting back to that very important question that you asked, Angela, is, well, what if you see a scary past life? <clears throat> and I say, you don't need to worry about that for five reasons. <laughs> um, or what if you see a life where you're this terrible person? <laughs> Well, well, that's another good question. Another, <laughs> you know, um, you, you don't you don't have to worry about any of that. Why? <laughs> because it's not you as Angela living that past life. It's the, it's just a role that your soul uh, is was playing, and and um, you will first of all your higher mind or higher guidance. Well, we have this built-in mechanism. You will never see anything that you can't handle. You know, if you can't handle it, you won't see it. But secondly, you know, even if we went to a traumatic past life, you're not, some people, you can see a third person point of view or first person point of view. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I've had people um, kind of view their death a little bit more like, uh, like, um, you know, from a third person point of view. And they'll say something like, oh, 
yeah, this angry mob comes and they uh, throw a rope around my neck and they drag me through town and I, they hang me from a tree. I guess that's how I die in that life, you know, so they, they can be real or sometimes you're in it yeah. <laughs> a little bit more in it. But even if you were ultimately, so I mind saying you can see that from above, you can see it in it. And the whole time, you know, you're still in the chair and you're safe. But ultimately, no matter how bad that life ends, you're going to we go through the death scene and we get to that point where it's all over and you'll feel that sense, that part of you that transcends the life. And then you and most people will feel their consciousness moving up higher and higher as though on an energy current. And the higher you go, the more of a sense of peace and of well-being and of joy and of peace and of home. People will get a sense of home. And many times if you go far enough, getting feeling a connects of a feeling of connecting with a like a soul group or a soul home or connecting with guides or even loved ones from the other side, from the past life uh, or from their present life. So there's just this, and people will then have tears, tears of joy. Um, and uh, and then you reflect on that life. And, and then like I always tell people, look, if you see a traumatic life, that's a good thing because the only thing, the reason why you're being shown that is because it's somehow affecting you physically, mentally, or emotionally, and you're seeing it so that it can, so you can, so it can no longer affect you physically, mentally, or emotionally. So people will only feel a deep releasing of this. So I've done about 4,000 of these past life regressions I've estimated over the years, and I've never had an experience where things made things worse. You only, uh, you know, you only, it only makes things better because ultimately you see something. And if you are a total schmuck in the past life, and many of us have been sometimes, uh, it's all for learning and growing, all for learning and growing. Um, well, I love that part of it, of understanding it's there for us to learn, for us to understand, yeah. for us to move through it, not yeah. to be like focused on it and thinking it's that we can never move through that again. And that's okay. Right. You know, I've I've had people I've been sending your way, which I have, they've been asking like, who can help me with something currently, mm -hmm. currently in my life. And I think that's something that I feel past life regression helps with so much is, you know, you can go in and do a past life regression just out of curiosity to see what was there. Yeah. But to go into it, like, how can it help me now? How can it yeah. help me today? It always helps. People will sometimes say, well, why would I do a past life regression? I got so many issues, you know, in my life to deal with. The reason being is because you will only see a life that is somehow relevant to this life, this present life, somehow gaining insight or clarity or healing something. Or sometimes it's about seeing a fantastic life. It's not always seeing a terrible life. You know, perfect example. I had this woman come in and she struggled with low self-esteem her whole life. And she wanted to find out where did this low self-esteem come from? And, and, and in her mind, she's thinking that she's going to go to a past life where she's some sort of orphan where people spit upon, you know, him or her and, and get kicked around. 
But instead she goes to, a, she sees a life where she, in this, she belongs to this indigenous tribe somewhere and only raised to feel fully loved and wanted and valued and safe and secure growing up and and there and then and never felt any low self-esteem whatsoever and then as she grew up she actually saw herself as a leader of this clan where people looked up to her and she had such a connection to not only spirit but nature and all this innate wisdom uh her higher mind wanted her to show her that life so that hey this is you too and if you grew up in this life mean you know and you were made to feel fully loved and cherished and valued hey you wouldn't have that low self-esteem and she could absolutely see so what we did a process where she could picture that past life clan leader and her present life stepping into one another in the spirit realm where she could merge those energies and she emailed me like three weeks later and said that session just changed my life that was such a profound shift and so um you never know you're not always seeing terrible lives your own higher mind will show you what life is going to be most helpful and beneficial and it's always going to be something that relates to this life healing or moving forward or gaining some clarity or insights especially when you're feeling stuck about something in this life so that's a good because i've i've run into a lot of people that are really at the point where they don't know what to do they don't feel like anything's mm -hmm. going forward what do i do i'm stuck mm -hmm. i don't feel like i'm going anywhere and is that something you also would recommend for people who are looking for more clarity on why they're stuck to do the past life regression absolutely because many times you can understand why they're feeling stuck in it basically what past life regression is great about is basically you're doing this 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 journey where you're leaving behind your present body and mind personality and and then you take on a different body and mind personality and that body and mind personality may be wildly different than this one it may be similar it may be very very different but then you leave that one behind and then you're tuning into the soul part that part doesn't feel stuck you're going to be experiencing your soul self, which doesn't feel stuck, that doesn't have fears. And, and that brings out, that brings such clarity and insight from the higher part of you that isn't stuck to the part of you that is stuck. Many times you can see, many times you're shown a past life that can, re, that can give insight and clarity and the reason why you're stuck in this life. But even if you didn't see that life, you're still experiencing yourself, uh, that soul part of you that feels very free and clear. And like I say, you feel fear free. Um, and so that in and of itself brings a lot of clarity and it can help give you the right perspective to get unstuck. So I love what you just said. You yeah. feel fear free. Yeah, because I think that's something it's so prevalent right now. There's there's mm -hmm. a lot of fear in the world, a lot of fear that's fed to us on a yeah. daily basis, unfortunately. Yeah. But to be able to walk through life and be fear free and mm -hmm. enjoy your life in a different way. I think that's yeah. that's pure freedom all in itself. Just from that. Mm -hmm. 
And that's that's something I think people don't think of when they think of past life regression or right. or you do the the soul self and how to connect to your soul self. Yeah. Cause I always like to say, I mean, sometimes if people can really identify, look, my issues, I can see where they started in this life. Well, then I, I do, uh, I get, you know, a, a fair number of my sessions, maybe about 30 to 40% of them are present life healing, but we first do that same guided journey. Like we're doing a past life um, where you're imagining floating up above yourself all the way above the earth, the earth disappears. But instead of going through a tunnel into another life, I just have people keep moving up higher and higher, higher up into the light of source energy. And just rest in the source energy and really soak in the high vibrations of it and then be above a timeline of this life. So then that's where I'll do present life healing, where while the person is deeply connected with a part of themselves that feels whole and complete and doesn't have any fears, you're connecting to that part. And then we can be above a timeline of this life and do some present life healing. So I also do those types of sessions too. If you, you know, if you say, no, this, this has its roots in this life. And so, but it's, but from that higher vantage point, yeah, we can find out where the anxiety came in and certain scenes or situations. And sometimes it can be really, you know, it doesn't have to be anything hugely traumatic. It could be like you're reading out loud in the third grade and, and, and you stumble over some words and the class laughs at you. And, And then you, you get this this deep down belief like, oh, I'm not going to put myself out there. You know, you, you, certain little things that the adult mind might laugh at and think that's no big deal. You, you forget what the younger you felt. And then that becomes kind of an anchored fear in the body and subconscious mind. So like I say, of course, we, issues can stem from the present life, but they also can certainly stem from the past. So we can do both modalities to really help a person overcome limiting beliefs or certain fears or traumas that began in this life. I think that's something so, for me, it's so amazing for people to realize there's such a wide variety of what this can be used for, mm-hmm. for yourself and, mm-hmm. and moving yourself forward. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something I think people don't recognize or realize that it can be used for that. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing I love talking with you is you're helping people understand there are so many more different ways to apply what you do yeah. to help yes. them with their life. And mm-hmm. that's just so key. So key. Yeah. One and of my then, favorite. Go ahead. I go ahead. Oh, I was going to say when you're doing this, what so a lot of times then I've got a team on the other side and they're kind of bringing this question up <laughs> is yeah. when you're working with people and you're seeing this, seeing how it's all operating, seeing it come together, how do you feel with your soul? How does it make you feel when you're working with these people? I I I feel absolutely joyous when I do that. It's just because when I can see someone uh, find the root of an issue and not only that, but then help them clear it in one session. But not only that, when that, when we always go to the end of that life and then we follow the consciousness 
And that consciousness almost always is moving up as though on an energy current, moving higher and higher to a higher vibration. And I just did this yesterday to um, uh, two people I did it yesterday. Both were very depressed. One was a... Um, one was a man who was going through a really terrible divorce. He's feeling really stuck. Um, and another woman was, it, she was a girl. She was a senior in high school and very depressed as well. But in both lives that they saw, they saw the a source of their issue or stuckness. But the biggest part of the session was when it was over, their consciousness just kind of guiding their consciousness up to a higher vibration state. And it, when they went to the higher vibration state, both of them had tears of joy. The one guy, it, it, he was a guy that he only associated with tears, with sadness, because he kept saying, gosh, it's so joyful. It's so joyful. I'm so happy. But Yet there's a sadness because I'm crying. And I said, well, could those just be tears of joy? Oh, that's it. There's a sense of reunion at a very deep level. And the same thing with the young woman that I worked with yesterday. Her soul, she felt very disconnected from people. But when she went up to that higher, um, the higher soul realm, she felt a deep, she says, this is what I've been longing for, this deep connection with the soul family and she could feel that and so the idea was okay bring this sense of connection this is look it's just a perception shift away you know Absolutely. you can it's there you can draw upon that same vibration only and what would it look like and feel like and be like to live from the sense of connectedness and bring beam that down to your present body and mind system. And she could see that her confidence level would go way high. And instead of instead of looking for approval from people, she's being the ones trying to shine light onto them. It's like, you know, in, instead of looking to get approval from people, she could see that, no, she wanted to give approval to everyone that she saw. And she wanted to be the source of love. She wanted to be the source of joy to people. Uh, and, and so that's where just, it's like there, there, there's a saying that says, um, and, and I think I, this is, I think it dropped into my head. And uh, this saying from a higher source, it said, freedom is a perception shift away. And it really is. But when you get into that higher perspective, ah, oh, it just it can it can make a stuck issue feel unstuck just by your perception shift, feeling it. And so, I energetically, for me, I just feel like, gosh, this is this is like the deepest work uh, that their soul. This is their soul's work. And I, and I feel really blessed to be able to help a person, you know, accomplish or deal with that, their, their deep, some of their deepest soul's work. And it, the reason that happens is because, again, their own, I'm not guiding them so much as their own higher soul self is guiding them. I'm just the facilitator. Their higher soul self will show them precisely what's going to help them and benefit them. And so... 
usually it's 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 just the right thing that they need to help them move forward and and uh, and grow and so it's an honor to be able to do that that kind of work and i can feel the vibration in the whole room raise up higher when they're moving to a higher vibration to give them the gift of that is uh is beautiful i love that and for people to realize that it's getting them to that point of recognizing there's so much more and mm -hmm. you had talked before about like when you almost when you're going home mm -hmm. having that feeling of home and and feeling like yeah you're safe and everything's good and and everything yeah. will be fine and knowing you're so much more mm -hmm. for people to to reach that because there's people here unfortunately that have probably never some people have never had that feeling before in their life absolutely and for you yeah. to be able to get them to that point to feel it yes because once you feel it you're going to want to feel it again and again and again <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's yeah. just profound yeah because when people are connecting with guides in that high vibration state the guides are always saying look we're here for you we're here for you just call upon us and uh Absolutely. Yeah. and that's something i think people for especially now with there's a lot going on in our world and mm -hmm. just a lot going on that kind of help that brings people down a lot of times mm -hmm. and even people who are working in this realm and and work at putting themselves in that higher vibration state you still have days <laughs> where yes. things kind of crash down sometimes of course of course <laughs> and, yeah and and to have this this tool to then be mm -hmm. able to reach back into it i think is so key for people and yeah. you know what you're doing i feel is an, another tool for them to use mm -hmm. because they can't see you every day right but, but to have that ability to move themselves through it on their own after that i think is uh -huh. key and then, yeah. that's something i think i i really love with you is you're really working at you work with the people until they get it on their own and mm -hmm. release them and start with someone new. And I think mm -hmm. that's so key for people yeah. to know there is a path mm -hmm. of leading yourself through it. Yeah. Yeah. They can go within and, and connect to their own higher guidance. And once you do it that one time, it's easier to do it on your own in meditation or whatnot. I love that. And so a lot of times you also do the life between lives. Yeah. Can you kind of go into that just a little bit deeper on the life between lives? And and I know you've touched on little bits of it here and there, but are people coming in sometimes just, just to get the life between life? And what is that session about? Well, the life between lives sessions, they were started by this guy michael newton who uh who wrote the book journey of souls what got me doing all this this work and anyone that does the life between life work there's a requirement that you need to do a past life regression first that's good to know with me or someone else uh just so that you can get the hang of how the information drops in so if someone is someone in if a person is somewhat intuitive, they'll they tend to have an easy time with past life progression. But if if you're not that intuitive, well, then you, you know, 
make you got to do a past life regression first. And the way I do it is, you know, I, I really walk a person through it, how the information is going, how to get your thinking mind out of the way, get your mind blank and quiet, how to allow that intuitive flow of information to start dropping into you. And once you feel like you've done a successful past life regression with me or anyone else, it doesn't matter. Heck, you can even go on YouTube and do a guided journey. If you feel like you got some good impressions there, hey, then we can do a life between life session. Um, and But I, I can tell you, though, it's a lot easier to do a past life regression one-on-one -on -one than it is doing it on a group setting or on like a recording, just because you get the, when you're doing it one-on-one -on -one with somebody, you're, it, I'm asking a bunch of questions and you have to answer with, you answer the questions with whatever's coming to you and it helps get the thinking mind out of the way because that's the whole key is getting the thinking mind out of the way. So I, I so got to agree, the, the thinking mind is is a crazy mind sometimes. Yes, monkey mind, they call it all, jumps monkey. all over the place. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> So basically what past life regression is, is about 75% of the session we're in that past life. And then 25% of the session, you're in the spirit realm after that life is over. Whereas with the life between lives session, it's more like 25% of the session we're in that past life. But then the majority of it is we're just going deeper into that spiritual realm. And we just keep moving higher and higher up into the spiritual realm. And then that's a time when people will get a sense of connecting with spirit guides or connecting with loved ones sometimes on the other side. But because you're and you're connecting in a deeper, deeper way with this very high vibration state, which it for with everyone is very, very different. Um, some people will go so high that they'll feel this interconnectedness with everything. A couple of weeks ago, I did a, in fact, it was a past life regression I did with her, but in the soul realm, she just went to a very, very high vibration place where she just says, my gosh, I'm, I'm just at one with everything, with a tree, with a cat, with it. I can put my hands in a tree and feel the history of the tree. And she was like having a full blown enlightenment experience Wow. where she just was she just was saturated in this oneness uh, consciousness. And, um, and so some people are really experiencing that. A lot of people will get a sense of just connecting with loving guides or angels, but uh, to make a, you know, basically the life between life session is, uh, is connecting with that higher level of vibration. And when people come to those sessions, I, I say, just bring a list of, any questions that you can think of to ask and and leave a space between the questions so I can write down your responses. And um, and even though they're awake and aware um, and they can remember, I still write down everything they're saying. So we'll um, you you bring along a list of these any questions you can think of. And they could be questions like, how can I get along with my mother better in this life? Are there any past lives that are most affecting this life? Um, you know, have I lived on other planets before? Uh, how how can I best overcome uh, uh, this deep-seated feeling of anger towards my dad or anxiety that I've had as a kid? You know, any 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 questions that you can think of to ask 
answers tend to come in in these downloads from that higher vibration state. And they can come from your guides. They can come from your own higher soul self. Uh, but the, again, the, and sometimes when we're exploring a little bit of, oh, how is it that you you chose this life? And what were the circumstances? What were you trying to accomplish and grow from as a soul that had you pick your particular life, your particular parents, your particular uh, country that you were born in? What was it that you were trying to accomplish as a soul? Those are some of the questions that we can ask in the life between lives. I love that. And I know uh, we kind of touched on some of that. And I've got to say, when I did uh, the past life regression with you, it was almost like a, a movie playing out. I could see the past life and what was going on. So it was very cool. And realizing that some of that past life, the relationships in it were people that were also in my present life. Mm -hmm. And the reason why of how the relationships were interacting was very interesting to get a little more clarity on and understanding the relationships now. So yes. that's something that helped me immensely to go, oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> you see, that's where the puzzle pieces fall into place. I mean, you see a life when you're up into that soul realm, you reflect on that life or sometimes people see several lives. And you see this life and you just see puzzle pieces coming to place. You get a sense as to why you saw what you saw and how it connects with certain uh, behavioral patterns in this life or certain thoughts or perspectives or 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 frustrations with family members sometimes. That too. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something for people to realize it's it's a way to gain clarity and by having a little more clarity on maybe situations or family or relationships you're having yeah. now to have clarity on that. Where did that stem from? Like, why does yeah. it make any sense why it would be maybe somewhat difficult or challenging to work through now? Where did that challenge originally come from? Right. And to have um, that clarity. A perfect example. Not too long ago, I had a woman come in who was in total grief. She, she had a stillborn and uh, very sad. Um, but that stillborn was a, it, like, it, it was like Eckhart Tolle says that we tend to grow the most on the heels of some tragedy or some loss or some failure. And that's absolutely true because sometimes it's a, a loss that propels people to begin the spiritual search is to What's going on behind the scenes? What's is there a deeper meaning here? Well, she ended up doing a past life because she wanted to know why. What can I can I get some perspective on this grief? Grief help me. Her her statement of intent was show me a life or lives that can most help me understand mm -hmm. and heal from this deep uh, grief from this loss that I've had. And she ended up seeing a life where she had experienced the loss she experienced the loss of a child in the past life but then after that her heart was so shut down that she couldn't give love to anyone else any of the other children in the family and she couldn't take in love she couldn't give love she's just so shut down and um and uh, and basically started drinking a lot and ended up just 
dying, uh, feeling very disconnected from her family and just essentially almost drinking herself to death. But then when the soul went up, when that life was over and we went higher in the soul realm, of course, the she connected with the soul of the child that she lost. There's heavy reunion. And then as she's reflecting over that life, you know, I always inevitably ask the question, well, if you're going to live that life all over again, only with the awareness that you have right now from the vantage point of the soul, what would you do differently in that life? And she said, oh my gosh, I would have, I would have breathed properly. Let the grief move through me. But then I, and then I would have uh, found the support that I needed for myself. And I, and I would have found the courage to love again and love others again. And I, and I could have been even a support for others that have lost. And then, so therefore it connected in her, okay, she didn't deal with loss very well in that last lifetime, but this lifetime, she's going to set herself up with an opportunity to, to uh, go through loss in a different way. And that was a totally perception shift. And not only that, but she was in such a high vibration. I, I told her, okay, let your, let your soul consciousness just imagine that it's a radio antenna signal. Let the eternal part of you now call upon the eternal part of your son that was stillborn, the, the eternal part. And, it, and she got impressions of him. And she said, he's a very, very high level soul. And he, this was just all for my learning and all for my, it was because of this death that I, started to explore spirituality and myself as a soul having a human experience and it just radically shifted her her viewpoint and and a perfect example freedom is a perception shift away when she sees things from that higher vantage point and this is a way for her to move through loss in a different way and in that moment she's just experiencing the pure joy of connection because she knew her the stillborn son was actually a very high level soul she said he doesn't even really need to incarnate anymore you know he's more of a, a high level spirit guide i think that's pretty profound for people to realize sometimes when we lose people in our life mm -hmm. there's a reason behind that loss for us for mm -hmm. us to learn for us to move ourselves forward and sometimes for those on the other side one of the things i've realize and recognize so much is how much those on the other side are doing their own growth through us also mm -hmm. and to have and to know there's more at play if you're willing to look a little further and to understand a little bit more about your soul and who you yeah. are mm -hmm. so amazing it's a, it's a big difference the big shift is because growing up it was always like well i'm this body and i and i have a soul and whatever that goes somewhere after you die, but who knows? And, but it's far more accurate to think of yourself as a soul using this body. You already are this eternal being and you're happening to be using this body right now for the purposes of growing, evolving and learning. This is an earth school for us to learn and grow from and, um, and, and to wake up to who and what we really are while we're living this life. And that's the value of past life regression is it helps you experience yourself as that 
higher eternal being that can't ever die, that never does get sick, that doesn't have any fears, that is based in love, <laughs> you know, and, and you, you experience yourself as that aspect of yourself. And that has a way of quieting down a, little, a lot of little subtle fears that are just inherent in being this human, this human animal. Because when you're fully identified with being this human, of course, there's that fear of death. There's a fear of getting sick. There's a fear of dying, of course. But when you're fully identified, when you're identified and you can feel your identity as this eternal soul being, that just has a calming effect on those subtle fears and they tend to melt away. If anyone has a fear of death, do a past life regression session and that will pretty much uh, wipe away or eradicate any fear of death that you have. I love that taking that new because it is it's a totally different perspective, mm -hmm. a totally different perspective on life than a lot of us have been taught. Yeah. But to step into that really starts changing when you start changing your perspective on that pretty soon everything around you starts changing in a totally different way that you could never see coming. Yeah. But in a way that really makes life more joyful, more mm -hmm. exciting to like yeah. what's next to explore instead of like what, what's next coming down the pipe for me. That's not going to be good for me. What am I hiding from? And yeah. you kind of move yourself out and go, what's next? What's next? Yeah. yeah. Because even if it's something bad or that doesn't feel very nice, it's all an opportunity to learn and grow from, you know? Yeah. The, the soul is really interested in learning and growing and, and it doesn't, there's that saying that says life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. So negative events can happen, but it's what, what can I learn and grow from this experience? And it doesn't, and sometimes it's about not, you know, if, if we're experiencing a big loss, Hey, let that loss, let that grief move through you properly you try to stuff that it it doesn't it doesn't bode too well for the body or your immune system or your soul growth when you're stuffing it but properly let it breathe let it move through you um and uh there's any situation is an opportunity to to learn and grow from and and decide who and what we want to be in relation to this challenging circumstance that's very true to to recognize who do you want to be? How do you want to handle it this time? Mm -hmm. and, and being willing to, you know, a lot of times people are, they'll say, well, I am too old to change or I can't change my habits now. Mm -hmm. But to get out of that mindset and go, I can change in every moment if I'm yeah. willing, if I'm willing. Not only that, but oh, next life will be a, probably a lot easier if you change right now, you know? <laughs> absolutely so why not make it a little easier on yourself <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah that, that's a huge perspective change for a lot of people to to look at themselves as something more than just human and yeah. and to to give themselves a little bit of slack sometimes for, right because so many people get so hard on themselves of i made a, i feel i made a mistake i feel i did oh. something i i shouldn't have done or I'm, instead of keep they just keep beating themselves down over this yeah. and not letting themselves off the hook to say, what can I learn from it? What, how can I grow and how can I move yeah. forward? Absolutely, Angela. And I, I always tell people, look, you're, 
this this human life is almost designed for us to come here and screw our lives up royally so we can learn and grow from us. We're here where where our objective is to learn, grow and evolve. And we don't do that by someone lecturing at us. We do that through trial and error, through our own experience. And that's how we learn and grow. So your soul doesn't care how many times you screw up or if you screw your whole life up. From the vantage point of the soul, it's, oh, I oh next time I'm going to do it this way. And so when you get that, oh, I learned from that, I'm going to try it different next time, then that's the name of the game. Your soul is happy. And so now, now icing on the cake is, hey, can you be alive in a human experience and learn and grow from it and shift and, you know, hey, that's even, that's even better. Absolutely. And I think people should look at it. I kind of look at it as sometimes as a fun, as a little bit of a game. It's like, yeah. okay, I messed that part up, but how can I strategize next time to do it a right. little bit different, to do it uh-huh. something that maybe serves me and maybe isn't quite as rough? Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And I think that's something people really come down on themselves and don't allow themselves to fully change, to, mm-hmm. to fully let themselves off the hook for that. And sometimes maybe letting the people around you, giving them the opportunity to change and not hold them to what happened in the past either. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We didn't come here to beat ourselves up from any past mistakes. We came here to shine and thrive and to learn and grow from past mistakes. And when you do that, hey, everyone's happy. There's celebration in the spiritual realm and your soul is excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just wanted to ask, is there something else you'd like to cover on this interview that you'd like to go over that we didn't haven't hit yet? Um, well, uh, I can share one of my favorite past life regression sessions. Oh, do uh, you? absolutely do. <laughs> okay. Well, um, this is, and this ties into something I said earlier, and you'll know what it is when I get to it. Because this was a young woman. She was uh, she was a young, it's interesting because she is like 20 some years old, early 20s, blonde woman came in and did a past life regression where she saw herself as a U.S. soldier in Vietnam. And she was male, of course, but she, uh, I remember in the, in the regression, because the very first scene, she saw herself in Vietnam as a soldier. And uh, I said, okay, let's get a sense of your life prior. So let's go to a time prior to being in Vietnam. And right away, she saw herself and she got tears in her eyes. She said, oh, I'm with my wife. And uh, we have a four-year-old son and my wife is pregnant. And... uh, and she says, the reason why she was crying is because she said, I I don't come back. This is the last time I see them in physically. And then we went, you know, so we went back to Vietnam. She got captured. She was a pilot who the plane went down. She was captured by the Viet Cong, the North Vietnamese Viet Cong. She um, was held in like this cage. It's like a cage. And she knew the person next to her. She became very close friends with another U.S. soldier who was from Kentucky, she knew. And uh, 
and they knew one another. Uh, this was interesting because well, she knew her name. She knew the guy's name. She was able to verify her life and the guy's life next to her on the virtual Vietnam Memorial Wall. Oh, and wow. <laughs> she did research on it and was able to verify this life. But anyway, when she, she got killed by the Viet Cong while she was imprisoned there with them, and as the soul was leaving the body, she said, oh, my gosh, I'm M-I-A-P-O-W, stands for Missing in Action, Prisoner of War. People don't know how I died. Now I know, now I know why I'm so totally obsessed with being a medical examiner in this life. I'm, I want to be able to tell people how they died. And, uh, and, and so, and she did go on to become a very good medical examiner. And, but anyway, her soul went up higher. The first thing her soul did was shoot right over to Southern Illinois where her family was. Mm. And, um, and she could see that she had her, the wife was there, her little boy, and then the boy that was born, who was only like two years old now at that time. And the little boy, the infant, could know he was there. The other two didn't know that the soul was there. But the other boy, the little infant did. Um, but then as she floats up higher, she gets these downloads or these insights. She says, "My wife, I don't like who my wife dies oh, no i don't like who my wife marries later he's a shady character and my wife she dies early she doesn't live very long in this life so while we are in the soul realm i told her okay let this eternal part of you again let your consciousness be like a radio antenna signal call upon the eternal part of your wife she did and then the soul did and all of a sudden there's this beautiful reunion and again, she has tears, tears. She says, and she just, all these intuitive insights were dropping in. And she says, "My, I incarnated in this life, this time to look just like my wife in that past life, because she was very beautiful. And my wife in that past life is going to be my firstborn daughter in this life, when I have a daughter. And That's she just cool. got these downloads. And then... And then other spirits started to come to her. Loved ones that she knew from the other side started coming to her saying hello. And then all of a sudden she says, Eric, there's an Indian man here. Says you were with him when he died in India. He wants to thank you. Going back to that first, you know, how I got into it. And and uh, I got boost goosebumps all over. Wow. And I said, oh, well, tell them thanks for dropping by. There's no way she could have ever known that. Yeah. I never told her that. Talk and, about going full circle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, yeah. So it all goes back to that uh, when I first was in India and that I was with that man dying. And then 23 late years later, that's when she says, Eric, there's an Indian man here. He says you are with him when he died and he wants to thank you. And I just said, tell him thanks for stopping by. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow.
That is pretty awesome. <laughs> that was one of my favorite ones. I can see why. I can yeah. see why it would be your absolute favorite. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, to have that, that from the other side for that, and then there's just, my team is saying the puzzle pieces, putting, going together once again for you, putting mm -hmm. the pieces of the puzzle together and how we're all intertwined and how your effect on people, whether living or past is mm -hmm. always going, always creating. And mm -hmm. the possibilities of where you're going forward, it just, it just feels like this is another step, another, I just keep hearing, it's another step forward for you from now forward that is going to reach even more people as you go. Good. Well, that's good news. Because Hopefully that didn't that came through. It's my internet went a little unstable again. <laughs> oh, wonder. That's great. Well, there's a high vibration coming through. Um, well, that's good because my message is just, hey, you we are all these wonderful, incredible, magnificent soul beings using these bodies, having this human experience. And the more that you can identify with this higher part of you, the easier life is going to flow for you and the less fears you're going to have. And while you're going Absolutely. through this life. Yeah. Just remember your grandeur, remember your true self. Uh, and that's, that's my message. And that's the message I, I'm always trying to convey to all my clients and for them to actually experience that within themselves. So uh, it, it's important. It's for the, important for the raising of the awareness and of the consciousness of the planet for more people to understand that we are these wonderful eternal beings using this life for an experience. Absolutely. And that's something for people to, to look into further, to change your perspective, to mm -hmm challenge your perspective you start opening up new doors you never expected were there and mm -hmm. that's something i feel people working with you are going to see those new doors they never knew were there and that new perspective and, yeah. and always those on the other side always working through you that higher vibration always working through you and mm -hmm. for me i encourage people to go check you out check out your get on your website check out your information and i know you do you've also just got done doing a past life a group past life regression down in yeah. iowa and that is mm -hmm. all the different things you do and do you usually do a groups also just on your own is there is you usually do groups on a steady basis or is it just like here and there when when the opportunity arises Whenever I'm invited somewhere, I love to go. I love to do a past life regression workshop where I just I spend the first two hours talking about the evidence of reincarnation, which is essentially the evidence that we are these eternal beings using these bodies. Um, and then I talk about a lot of fascinating case studies um, that demonstrate the power of healing past life, physical issues, mental, emotional issues, all of it. Um, and then we do a group guided journey and, uh, and, and then we process, we, we, you get a, we, you uh, see your own past life or lives, and then we process experiences. So 
I'm the next time I'm I'm going to be doing one of those uh, in March here in in St. Paul uh, next March. But if uh, people want to get it, if anyone wants to get a group of people together and and uh, I'm happy to travel there and do a past life regression. Awesome. Uh, I may be hitting you up on that one yet. <laughs> hey, would love to do it. I, I, <laughs> I'd love to get back to Eastern Wisconsin. Awesome. I can't, I, that would be so much fun. I can't mm -hmm. wait. <laughs> yeah. I just want to thank you so much for being on here, Eric. I appreciate it greatly. And I feel you've opened people's eyes. I feel just talking has changed people's perspective on the past life healing and the past mm -hmm. life regression, the life yeah. between lives, all that's available to them. Mm -hmm. And real recognizing they are something different than just human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's just a fact. Yes. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I want to thank you for being on today and thank you for sharing all of your information with everyone. And I hope that everyone checks out his information. You can go to ericjchristopher.com, check out his website and give him a call. And you do, you also do things over Zoom, correct? I can do a session over Zoom. Awesome. prefer in person, but I can certainly do them over Zoom. Yeah, that's great. Because I know there's a lot of people on here from all different parts of the world that are listening. All right. So yeah, I've done sessions all over the world for, for people on, on Zoom. So that absolutely awesome. can work. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much, Christopher. Or, mm. or, or Christopher. Eric. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> but thank you so much, Eric. I appreciate it greatly. And I am so happy to have you on. I am so happy everybody can hear you and hear mm -hmm. your stories. And Thank you for having me on, Angela. I very much appreciate sharing my experience and my passion with, with everyone. Absolutely. And I am so thankful for that. And with that, I want everyone to make sure to check out. And thank you so much again, Chris, Eric. And check out, he has initial past life regressions, initial present life emotional healing sessions, life between lives, spiritual regression therapy, ongoing past life regression therapies, ongoing present life emotional healing sessions, and spiritual psychotherapy. So definitely check in what he has. I highly, yeah. I highly recommend you to so many people. All right. <laughs> so thank you, thank Eric, you. so much. I appreciate it. And thank you, so much for your time, sharing your knowledge. And for all of you out there, make sure to watch the next episode of Edge Talk Radio, the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And if you've missed any of the sessions, you can listen to the downloadable podcasts or watch the interview on my YouTube channel, Angela Zabel, Teacher Coach Medium. Check out all of the listening and there is so much on there, so make sure to check that out. So if you can't make this make this interview, make sure to check out the replays. So thank all of you so much for listening, expanding, and amplifying our universe.